Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome, everybody, in our chat rooms. Welcome, JC. Hello. Hello, everybody. So happy to be here with you today. We missed you yesterday, JC. All right. You know, he always, you always say that. I say we miss you. You're like, all right. <laughs> missed you, too. We mi- I missed being here. It was tearing my heart apart that I wasn't sitting here. All right. <laughs> JC's just not quite at that emotional level Chrisanne is at on command. All right. <laughs> All righty then. Just glad to be here uh, with you today. Who, what do we got going on in the chat room over there, JC? Um, we got Vero Beach. Uh, Eddie Van Halen passed away. Yes, he uh, did. 65 years old. Fallon, Nevada. 65? Is that all he was? My yep. goodness. 65 wow. years old. He had cancer. Oh, okay. Yeah, he had cancer. I'm about to sneeze, JC. Go ahead and read a couple more of those. COVID. <laughs> It's COVID. <laughs> Don't let it dominate your life. Don't let it dominate your life. Kick its butt. That's awesome. <laughs> so there's a there's a couple things I I read. I mean, everybody knows I read what the founders wrote, and I read them over and over again because I'm just that kind of nerd. But it's amazing the things that I find that I missed, right? So I wanted to show you this because I have we have read this so many times. Thomas Jefferson's uh, letter, uh, nothing can be believed now that is read in newspaper, right? So I wanted to share this with everybody because I, I've read the whole thing, but for some reason today... I just, or the the other day, I just took notice of it, and I wanted to show you guys what it says. There we go. We'll pull it in there. Now, this is Thomas Jefferson in a letter to John Norville, June 14th, 1807. To give you a little background, Jefferson, Norville has written a letter to Jefferson. This is only an excerpt. There's actually more stuff that they talked about. But in this, Jefferson is taking the opportunity to respond to Norville because Norville is going to create a newspaper and Norville's looking to Jefferson in 1807, former president of the United States. Uh, Actually, he may be president of the United States still. Anyway, um, asking him what would be the most successful newspaper that you think that I could come up with. And this is the text that we use all the time for this. But I wanted to go a little bit further today and show us what it says cuz I love pointing out that these guys were funny. I mean, they had they all had different kinds of sense of humor. Uh Madison, we read those poems that Madison wrote when he was at Princeton. That were just beautiful, snarky attacks. Uh J- Alexander Hamilton could cut you in half with a smirk on his face and never actually smile. You know, I mean, these are the kind of things. And then you had Richard Henry Lee, who was totally snarky, which was awesome. And so Jefferson writes to Norville and he says, 
To your request of my opinion in the matter in which a newspaper should be conducted so as to be most useful. So first, how would a newspaper be useful? He says, by restraining it to true and true facts and sound principles only. Yet I fear, Jefferson says, such a newspaper would find few subscribers. It is melancholy truth that the suppression of the press could not could not more completely deprive the nation of its benefits than is done by its abandoned prostitution to falsehood. So Jefferson's already saying the government couldn't do worse than the media does for itself because they've abandoned themselves to to the prostitution of falsehood. He says nothing can now be believed which is seen in a newspaper. Truth itself becomes suspicious being put into that polluted vehicle. How many of you out there, raise your hands, how many of you out there automatically pick up the news and wonder if it's true, even if what you see might be true? I mean, seriously, isn't that the fact? You you can't even believe they could tell you the sun rose at 7.05 this morning and I'd be Googling it, right? I'd be fact checking it because I don't even believe that kind of stuff. And so he says... Uh, the real extent of this state of misinformation is known only to those who are in situations to confront facts within their knowledge with the lies of the day. I really look with commiseration over the great body of my fellow citizens who, reading newspapers, live and die in the belief that they have known something of what has been passing in the world in their time. And so he goes on and uh, talks about that the details cannot be relied on and that sort of thing. Uh, that they're filling your minds with falsehoods and errors. He who reads nothing will stir, still learn the great facts and the details are all false, right? So you would know more knowing nothing, reading nothing at all. And then he says this, perhaps, and this is the part that sort of hit me today, perhaps an editor might begin a reformation in some such way as this. Divide his paper into four chapters. Heading the first, truths. The second, probabilities. The third, possibilities. And the fourth, lies. He says the first chapter would be very short, as it would contain little more than authentic papers and information from such sources as the editor would be willing to risk his own reputation for their <laughs> truth. That's funny. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. That is hilarious. He says the second would mess up your reputation and start telling the truth. Exactly. Thought you were a newspaper editor. What are you, <laughs> what are you doing? Where's all this truth coming from? <laughs> That's just awesome. He says the second, which is titled Probabilities, would contain what? From, inform, uh, from a mature consideration of all circumstances, his judgment should conclude to be probably true. This, however, should rather contain too little than oh, too little than too much. The third and the fourth, which are possibility and lies, should be professedly for those readers who would rather have lies for their money than the blank paper they would occupy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not awesome? I mean, come on, guys. So many times, this is why history is so great. So many times they teach, you know, that bunch of rich old slave owners, stodgy old men in white powdered wigs and these coats that make them stand up like this. But this is, 
truth. Seriously, JC, what truth? Whoops, what truth do you see in this? I was just thinking about the guy receiving the response. Norval. <laughs> Yeah. Who's hey, wanting to start a newspaper? Hey, man, I'm going to start this newspaper. <laughs> you got any advice? Like, what do you think the best use, the best approach? And then this is what you get. Um, okay. Uh, how do you respond to that? Maybe I'll go in the toilet paper business. Gee, thanks, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine reading that and going, oh. Yeah. <laughs> You'll build a good reputation for yourself being a liar. Oh, man. All right. But you can. But if you were to have your paper in truth, Chris, he's like, look, if you want to be a reformation to the process, start section one with truth. Yeah. Just a a small section on truth, small section on probabilities. Probabilities. And then the third and fourth section. Right. That's where people are really going to pay you the money (laughs) for all the lies that you can tell. For all the lies that you can tell. It doesn't seem uh, Jefferson had a a really high uh, opinion of the current state of the electorate at at the time. Yeah. Looks like we might be buffering a little bit, JC. Things are... uh, Surprise, uh, surprise. We got a little warning down here that said we dropped for a few seconds, and I'm watching me spin on the Facebook page. Are we running on YouTube? You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Well, here we are. I am recording it, so I can upload the whole thing as... A full thing without the uh, the things, but uh, the full thing without the things. The full things without the things. You okay. know the thing. I got you. You know the thing. See, I I get distracted and I and I get the syndrome, the Biden syndrome. Sure. All right. So fact checking something here really quickly. Um, I wanted to talk about this because this was pretty. We're seeing this happen all over the place, JC. A former uh, video of the former vice president, Joe, Joe Biden, talking about a black woman stacking shelves went viral on Monday. Okay. And so uh, there we go. Yeah, I remember this comment. Right. So this is Newsweek fact checking that. Now, I want you to see the kind of trouble that Newsweek went through to get to the facts. Okay, the video gained traction after it was shared by Rob Smith, a senior contributor at conservative group Turning Points USA. The 10-second clip shows Biden saying, they're saying, geez, the reason I was able to say stay sequestered in my home was because some black woman was able to stack the grocery chef. So they actually apparently found the the whole thing and what it is is biden made a longer statement during a roundtable event with veterans in tampa on september 15th biden was discussing the covid19 pandemic and the role minorities have played in providing essential services since the virus hit he says i am this is biden now quote I am ironically more optimistic about the prospects of dealing with prob- with the problems we talked about today as well as so many other problems we have right now than I've ever been my whole career. And he says, and they say, well, why in the hell would you be- say that, Biden? You just talked about all these difficulties. 
Well, I'll tell you why, Biden says, because the American public, the blinders have been taken off. They've all of a sudden seen a hell of a lot of a hell of a lot clear. They're saying, geez, the reason I was able to stay sequestered in my home was because some black woman was able to stack groceries on the shelf. Or I got a young Hispanic out there. These dreamers are out there, 60,000 of them acting as first responders and nurses and docs, he said. So all of a sudden people are realizing, my Lord, these people have done so much, not just black, white across the board have done so much for me. We can do this. We can get things done. And they and I think they're ready. And so given the. <laughs> OK, <laughs> given the whole statement, we're supposed to feel better about that. I know. I was thinking, <laughs> well, that's kind of worse. Like what? What are you talking about, Joe? That's that's people's takeaway yeah. from yeah. the COVID lockdowns? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what he said. The people are out there thinking. Like you're si- Joe really believes this? Yeah. So Americans are sitting in their home on a COVID lockdown going, wow. You know, if it weren't for, all, for that black lady stocking the shelves, black people are so valuable. My goodness, I had no idea they were stocking all the shelves. And and the Mexicans, wow, they're really great people. I, I would be starving in my home had all these minorities not been working at the grocery store. That's really the takeaway for Americans? That's what he thinks? That's what people he thinks. People are sitting at home having that thought process? Yes, that's what he thinks. That's what he thinks. And that's where like, we like are. Like husband and wife are sitting, hey, dear, you know, <laughs> I just want us to sit and just just be thankful we've been locked in this house mm-hmm. for three months. And it just dawned on me if that black lady had not been stocking the shelves at Walmart, I don't know what would have happened. <laughs> Thank God for black people in grocery stores. Really, Joe? And and that's that kind of narrative appeals to Democrats. It's supposed to appeal the veterans, to veterans. Entire- the veterans sitting listening to this idiot in Tampa yep. were like, "Oh, that's oh, it's amazing." Oh, it's, <laughs> I mean, you had the pictures of you know black 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 mama stocking groceries. Like, what? What the hell does this even mean? What is wrong with this guy? What is wrong with with Democrat voters? No, here's the point that I saw as well. What's wrong with the media? Right. So what they're saying, yeah, they're helping is, them out. They're helping oh, them okay. out. Number one. Now, what they're saying Thanks is for that clarity, that turning point. OK, this is what they're saying. That turning point simply took 10 seconds, a 10 second clip of a of a of a video from Biden. They didn't get all of it. Right. So, you know, they're they're cheating him out of his full truth. Right. Mm-hmm. When my, the thing that stuck to my head was how many 10 second clips have they taken from Donald Trump and completely warped and completely destroyed the entire meaning and yet never gone through the trouble of actually saying, hey, they only took 10 seconds of Donald Trump's, Tom, Donald Trump's thing. 
so what we um why aren't they going through that kind of trouble to actually go and fix Donald Trump's when Donald Trump has been yeah. 10 second clipped to death. Yeah, I'm going to assume that's a rhetorical question. Right, it is, but it's still it's still really 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 annoying and in the same respect they run around and pretend like they're somehow the the people that are uh bringing us the truth. Yeah. They're the ones that are doing all of this for us. Right. So that you know, we can be well informed. And without them, you know, we would we would believe lies. Without them, things would be totally wrong. Well, we re- in the world. We, we wouldn't we wouldn't realize how if it weren't for black women, we wouldn't have groceries. Yeah. I, I just don't understand what what is can you get more racist and more pandering than that? How? How, how is it possible? Okay, but here's that the minorities, thing, any any black person, any Hispanic person, any minority would would listen to that and think that's okay that you feel included and that you're not being pandered to. I, I just don't. I don't understand. Do people have no self respect? you know, it happens on both sides. Right. Republican and Democrat, but this this pandering just Americans are Americans. Just speak to them as human beings. Why? Why is it this constant pandering and down talking to minorities that you have to paint these absurd pictures that are I mean, is it this obvious to anyone with half a brain cell what he's doing? How How is this? To even mention that, right? To have, he says, you we got the, all these problems, and I, I think we can, I think we can tackle these problems. I think, I mean, I feel better about tackling these problems than than any time in the future, because people are realizing there's a black lady out there. I mean, how that even is injected in that conversation, and people go, wait, what? Like, how you, how, how do you not just automatically go, oh, come on, man. Why do you have right? Come on, man. Why do you have to pander like that? And so, it's like he, in the same way these Democrats speak. It's like they're saying, honestly, if you're black, you're stupid. If you're Hispanic, you're stupid. So he's got to talk to them like there's some battered wife or. I mean. to me, it's disgusting. So, well, it is, well, then you, you hit her. They, they got to talk to him like there's some battered wife because they all run around with that victim mentality, right? You yeah. have to speak to a victim as if they're a victim. But in the same respect, you've got Donald Trump talking about how wonderful, you know, the people are. And he says there are criminals and rapists, but everybody else is great. And then they they focus on that. Yeah. All Mexicans are criminals and rapists. You know, thing, when you know? this was sh- I just. It's the media. You know what I mean? It's not a Trump-Biden thing for me. It's the media that really ticks me off because here we are trying to provide a truthful alternative. We are section one of Thomas Jefferson's newspaper, Mm -hmm. and we get blocked, we get censored, we get kicked off. 
Yeah, server. I think we've our been disconnected from the servers we've at the been moment. Di- yeah, we've been disconnected so. from from wherever we are. So we'll be uploading this later. Right. No, I you know, and when I saw first saw that little clip shared by Turning Point, I mean, I just took it as I just kind of laughed. I took it as a joke, whatever. I didn't know the full context. I figured I figured there was a broader context. Well, um, of course, it you can tell but, it's a meeting, and it's only ten seconds. But I thought. It, like you said, it's actually worse than what I thought because I thought maybe they were the, the discussion was actually about race relations and maybe underappreciated minority workers. So then when you see the broader context, that that little insert had nothing to do with the conversation. So it's just this clear pandering mm-hmm. to minorities, which I again, I don't understand. M- maybe the, I don't know. I mean, it's. You know how it is. It's all political. But clearly, a normal person, if you're principled, if you're sincere, if you really say, if you really believe what they say they believe, this should not be acceptable. You should not, this should not appeal to minorities to be spoken to like that. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, the media professes that they're the sole and, and, and only possible means by which to get truth and that anybody else who speaks contrary to them is a lie that needs to be censored and shut down Mm. right so everybody knows by now that donald trump has given his i'm i'm superman healthy speech coronavirus ain't got nothing on me sure you know i am the president kind of thing Mm. right we are americans we kick butt and we can kick covid too right what did he say don't don't let it control your life or something like that so donald trump puts out a a post and a tweet that covid19 is less lethal than the flu well instead of allowing the people to actually do their own homework and find out what actually is true. I believe because, JC, that if they know that if they allow the people do their own work and to do their own message, do their own research, do their own fact finding, that the people will find out that what the media is giving them is lies. Right. So they pull it all down. Mm. Right. So Facebook deleted the president's uh, post where he said COVID was, quote, less lethal than the flu. And then Twitter went right behind and hid the message behind a warning, uh, said spreading, misleading, and potential harmful information, right? So I did a little research on my own, and I found this thing. I found this thing. So um, I'll put this up here so you guys can see this right this is facebook and twitter taking down according to yahoo news facebook and twitter taking down donald trump now when you do your fact check COVID, right president trump has consistently downplayed the threat of the coronavirus cnn says uh, flu season coming up, many people every year, sometimes 100,000, and despite the vaccine, die from flu. I don't, you know what? That's true. Are we going to close down our country? No, we have learned to live with it, just like we're learning to live with COVID in most pop- populations, far less lethal. So what is 
what is their stance? Their stance is that COVID is definitely more lethal than the flu. Mm -hmm. I actually, in my research, found one of the uh, Google references that the COVID is actually 10 times more lethal than the flu. Okay. That's what they said. So I went to the CDC. Mm -hmm. Here's the CDC. The CDC says... All right. Is COVID-19 more dangerous than the flu? Mm -hmm. Flu and COVID-19 can both result in serious illness, including illness, illness resulting in hospitalization or death. While there is still much to learn about COVID at this time, it does seem as if COVID-19 is more deadly than seasonal flu. However, it's too early to draw any conclusions from the current data. This may change the fact that it seems more deadly as we learn more about the number of people who are infected who have mild illnesses. So where do they get the 20 times more deadly? Where do they get that it is absolutely conclusively more deadly? This says it seems, however, we can't even draw on what it seems at this point. This is the CDC. So how can they use, how, how can they debunk what Trump has to say when what Trump is saying is, is no less true, actually is more true than what CNN and the other people are saying that it's 10 times more lethal? Mm -hmm. Because Trump is saying it's less lethal. So the CDC's lying? Is that CNN's position? CNN should be the position that CDC is lying and we need to fact check the CDN and CDC and we need to put up a little screen to block the CDC. Now, you know, so I was no more trust in the experts. No more. Well, only when the experts say trust the trust the scientists. That's what they were saying. But you know what? When the reality is now that you said that out loud, it's trust the media. Correct. And when the experts disagree, like the CDC disagrees with the media, then you can't trust those experts. Right. Right? They're the wrong kind of Uncle Tom. Trust the approved experts. Trust the media. Trust the media. So I wanted to talk about this finally today. A Supreme Court case. The Supreme Court's back in session, and like the first things that they do is start wiping the screen clean right they wipe it clean saying we're not going to take this case we're not going to take that case we're not going to take this case we're not going to take that case so in this particular issue what we have is the supreme court now this is an article from the washington times this is one of those things that i want people to, I, I hope to really just put into the minds of people because the discussion here is much bigger than the discussion that is that that evic evinces the emotion that they're trying to pull, right? Okay. So the Supreme Court, according to the Washington Times, rejected a Second Amendment case Monday as it kicked off its 2020 term. 
The legal battle rose out of Nebraska where lawmakers amended criminal law to to deny juveniles who are adjudicated of certain crimes the right to possess a firearm until the age of 25. So what they're saying is that this is a case about the Second Amendment. They say the high court declined to weigh in on the dispute Monday without comment. He said the Second Amendment advocates, though, have been frustrated with the high court as it hasn't, quote, ruled, just so you know it's, quote, I'm not saying that, on a significant gun rights case in several terms. Now, what's interesting, J.C., is that this, that, that the people in this case specifically claim specifically in their brief, this is not a case about the Second Amendment. Let me show this to you. Okay, so here we have a little background for you. This is from the firearmspolicy.org. Petitioner Zoe H. was a juvenile who was charged with attempted theft of property worth over $5,000. Because she was a juvenile under Nebraska law, she was not entitled to a jury trial. But that conviction resulted in total deprivation of her right to keep and bear arms until the age of 25, six years beyond Nebraska's age of majority. What's the problem you see here? It's not about the right to keep and bear arms. It's about the fact that she was deprived of a right to a trial by jury. Now, in juvenile cases, in I, I don't know if every state, but in, in the majority of states that I've looked at, as a juvenile, you are deemed to be, uh, you know, y- you are not sovereign in the eyes of the law. So your rights are not sovereign, is what they say. And so you don't get a jury trial. All you get is a bench trial. But what you have now is a juvenile whose, get, whose trial then sentence extends beyond her juvenile age, which means six years of her adult mature life, her rights are being deprived of her from her without a trial by jury. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is this is exactly what the people, uh, the petitioner, Zoe's case says. They said the remedy does not, the remedy the petitioner seeks is not reinstatement of Second Amendment rights, but a vacature of a conviction obtained in derogation of both the Second and Sixth Amendments. The defendant standing to seek that relief is unimpeachable. And this case remains an ideal vehicle to determine whether a state can disenfranchise a defendant without providing the minimal guarantee of a jury trial. Mm -hmm. Now, the Supreme Court just simply denied the petition. U.S. Supreme Court. U.S. Supreme Court. U.S. Supreme Court simply denied. Excuse me, Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska, right. It's a Nebraska case, but it was appealed to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court just simply denies it. We're not and they didn't say anything. They just simply said, no, we're not going to we're not going to hear this appeal. Mm. Now, one could argue most rationally 
that this is a state case. Therefore, the Supreme Court doesn't have jurisdiction. Remember, in the Article 3, one of the elements that is not listed, not delegated as a power to the Supreme Court, is a, uh, the authority to hear cases that involve a, a person of the state against their own state. So those are the that's one of the elements of cases that are denied jurisdiction before the Supreme Court. Okay. So in that particular constitutional understanding this is the proper un, this is the proper conclusion of the Supreme Court. There's no standing, we're dismissing it. But do understand that that is not consistent with the Supreme Court. Right. Because every given opportunity, they're like 14th Amendment this, 14th Amendment that. We have the authority in this and we have the authority in that. So we can't believe that the Supreme Court at this point in time refused to hear this case because all of a the sudden they've gotten all states rights thing, especially with the Kim Davis thing. Right. They've completely dismissed that based on Supreme Court precedent when a person of one state is suing another person of the same state, which is also a jurisdiction removed from the Supreme Court. Hmm. So what we need to see here, and this is something that I want us to look at, the very words of the petitioners themselves that. This is not about getting her right to keep and bear arms back. This is not about the Second Amendment. It's much, much bigger than this. This case establishes a precedent that courts can deny people the right to a trial by jury for things that, a, that they did as, as a juvenile for a sentence that will carry into adulthood. So you're being tried as a juvenile and sentenced as, as a juvenile, but then it's stretched through adulthood. Because you see, if you're tried, and, and I don't know, maybe some people don't know this, but if you're tried as an adult, you're a juvenile. Because that happens sometimes, right? It happens sometimes that juveniles are tried as an adult. They're, they're either right on the cusp of being an adult or the crime is so violent and, and egregious that they bump them up to adult court. Once they bump them to adult court, they get a trial by jury. They are guaranteed that as an adult. Now, one might ask, why wouldn't we, we, why wouldn't we guarantee a juvenile a right to a trial by jury? The Supreme Court has said over and over again that a child, a, a, you know this, JC, that a child doesn't surrender their rights when they go into a public school system. Mm -hmm. So why would a child surrender their rights when they go into a courtroom? So that's question number one. Question number two is, if you're being sentenced as an adult and tried in a juvenile court, how can you deny someone a trial by jury? And what exactly now is the limit to the authority of the government to take your rights 
indefinitely without due process because of something that you did as a child. This is absolutely the opposite of judicial reform. You can't get any more opposite of judicial reform than this right here. This is the wrong direction. Where you, you can try somebody for she was stealing. She was stealing with a gun as a juvenile. So why didn't they just simply say you cannot possess a gun for the rest of your life? At this point, what exactly is the limit of the court? We. Why do you think the Supreme Court suddenly seems to have gone off the rails? This sec, I, you know, we're going to have to see when the written opinions actually come out. Mm. Remember, we're at the, we're at the, I'm not going to be, uh, we're not going to be hearing that case this time. We're, we're denying certiorari issues, which is sort of like, here's all the cases we have. Boom, 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 boom. No. And they're yeah. gone. Yeah. I hate these kind of stories because it seems to me then you, this is another one of those instances where you push you push a person to having no recourse. There's nothing left. No, there is nothing left. And there's yeah. no limit. It's not a good... Uh, this is... Not a good place to take the country. This is... This is... This is the, the deprivation of rights without due process. How can you reach so far... I mean, JC, we, we have talked about this a lot on our show, about how the current... Uh, system, how the current system creates a second-class citizen for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. Just by the classification of felony, a felon, you are now, as an adult, you have to put that on your job application. You cannot vote. You cannot have your uh, right to keep and bear arms restored. You cannot get your right to defend yourself which means that for the rest of your life you are a slave to whomever is defending you this is one step further this is now saying we can reach into a realm in which we have granted ourselves authority to deprive you without due process because you're not old enough to have to have the right of due process and we can reach into that realm and now put in, bring your adult life into that as well. What, what would be the point then of going through the trouble of trying a juvenile as an adult where you have to give them a trial by jury? Why wouldn't every state now just simply say, okay, we will now try all our juveniles as juveniles with a judge and no jury? But we can sentence them into their adult lives. I can't even wrap my brain around the idea that uh, my child, if he goes into a public school, has freedom of speech, freedom of press, the right to peaceably assemble, the right to petition, the right to uh, his religious freedom in the public school. Uh, but he doesn't have the right to a trial in a courtroom. I never thought that was right. Even as a prosecutor, I never thought that was right. Because a lot of people don't understand, JC, that even though you go into 
Uh, a lot of people think that your record is wiped off. Your juvenile record is wiped off. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's always there. It is always on record. If the FBI is going to pull up your record, as, as a prosecutor, I could pull up your record and see all of your juvenile crimes. When we got a rap sheet, one of the things we had to do was go through and check the birth dates with the dates of the crime to make sure that we weren't bringing into account things that happen as a juvenile. You might think that record goes away, but it never goes away. The only time it goes away is it can't be used against you in a courtroom. But everybody in the legal system, the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Justice, sees your criminal record. Prison planet. Prison planet. Where does that come from? It's where we live. I don't, I don't understand of all the things that... And then I think what really sort of gets my goat in all of this, JC, is that the media... And the politics whittles this down to a right to keep and bear arms Mm -hmm. so that the rest of the population can say, well, you know, you do the crime with a gun. Why should you get a gun? Right. So you have the statist population going, why do you get a crime? Then you get the leftist Marxist uh, population that says, well, you shouldn't have a gun anyway. When it's not even about a gun. It's about a trial by jury. It's about having your rights secure. And you cannot be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process. It's destruction by disguise. And yet, as Samuel Adams said, uh, when we become universally ignorant and debauched in our manners, we will sink underneath our own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. There's actually people out there saying, well, this is how it should be. Punks, kids with guns, thugs. Seriously? That's the song you sing until it's you. It is you. That's the song you sing until it's your child. Yeah, but it is them. That's the whole that's the whole point that's missing. This this the right to due process is your right. Yeah. It's your right being destroyed. Here's the thing you miss. It's not about uh you know, young lady with a gun. It's no, not about that. They didn't do this to get Zoe. Mm-mm. They did this to get adults, and they did this to deny due process from adults. Right. Because if you can deny her the adulthood due process in her juvenile status, then what exactly is the is the value of her adult due process? And these things just reproduce in the justice system. This 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 seed is planted and then it will grow and grow and grow. I am very, very discouraged. Well, I don't say discouraged. I don't get discouraged. I am very disappointed at the missed opportunities because of political packs and media propaganda. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the Second Amendment pack that's that's contributing to this destruction. Because well, it's, it's supposed mode. to be all about the Second Amendment. It's a you mode know? of operating with with the influencers, social media and the different Groups and whatnot, it's 
influencers. And so it's like we have a list of things and you just kind of jump on that. Yeah. And everybody's an attack dog on that thing. They don't take time to research. They right. don't think, take time to look in. What is this really about? It's about it's about guns on the surface, right? But is that actually what it's about? So people are lazy and you know, it's all about getting those clicks, getting the getting the latest uh meme out and the latest uh short video that can that can go viral. Yeah. Uh and they don't look into What's real? What is the effect? This is uh, this is an assault on due process for every single American. And that's what's missed. Yeah. And so we we aid and abet this destructive system when this is how we handle the information. And this is what Jefferson was talking about. Yeah. This is exactly what Jefferson was talking about. The 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 propensity of human nature to not want to know the truth. Mm-hmm. The propensity of human nature. See, I don't think it's even lies that are what is what is attractive. I think that it's sensationalism yes. that's attractive. Right. That, that, and that the high. lies make it sensational. Yeah. That's truth exactly is, right. as, as he said, Jefferson said, the first section will be short, just filled with facts. Facts can be boring they're just this is it you don't get to you don't get to have debates over facts they are as they are but it's that high of cheering for your team right and you look at the the sports world entertainment world look at how we function um so here's an opportunity to second amendment and you go yeah and everybody just cheers that thing uh the left raves against the guns the the right raves against thugs with guns you know mm-hmm. and so you you get you get behind that message and everybody cheers and you get that that high of you know coalescing in in your pack and growling nobody takes time to okay let's slow down and actually read this thing what is this really about i mean so, I, I mean you know you dig into this stuff this right. is what you do with these things i don't i don't know of anybody Anybody who would have looked at that, anybody who reads these things. But see, that's what I'm that that's why we're here, because I'm because I really want to encourage people to teach people that when you see this stuff about especially with Supreme Court cases and you see this stuff, you can't believe what's written in the media. Per- You've got to contains, go further. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what kind of media I would say, it, it, particularly when it contains the hot button kind of topic. You know, so again, you got your list, whatever right. is on that list that's going to be controversy for both sides. Then either side is either, you know, rabidly opposed or rabidly for. But both sides end up just blindly conducting themselves in this kind of emotional manner. You, you have to dig. You have to read. You know what? I thought uh, this funny because I was, you know, I do this this show research all throughout the day, mm-hmm. sometimes all throughout the week, and my mind is turning these things over and over again all day long. And so I had the whole COVID Donald Trump fact check thing in my mind, and I had this in my mind, and I and, and this was amusing that came up. What if Donald Trump had said? COVID is way less fatal than guns. 
it would have been a lie. But would somebody have fact-checked it? Would had would it have gone through it that It would have thrown them level. into confusion. See, that's what I mean. <laughs> that's what I mean. Because that's where my brain is like, wow, wouldn't that be an interesting They wouldn't know if they should be test. for that statement or against that statement. Or yeah. What does that mean? It's Donald Trump. We have to be against it. Wait a minute. He said, he said COVID's less fatal than guns, but guns are bad. And we hate guns, but... But COVID has to be more fatal than everything <laughs> in the world. And can yeah. you imagine? It would have been like processing, processing, processing. Their tail. Yeah, exactly. And and so that's the kind of little media experiment that I would <laughs> love to just throw out there, yeah. right? And 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 see if if the fact checkers come out. Wouldn't that be great? It would be like the old movies where the robot just. Grinds to a halt because he can't handle the, the, the internal conflict of information. <sighs> please, 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 please take this stuff to step two, step three, step four. We have to be better than the third and fourth section of Jefferson's newspaper. We have to be better than section two. We have to be section one people. We have to be section one people that cling to the facts and cling to the truth. And then it's up to us to take back the narrative. I mean, seriously, here we are in our studio trying to bring forward the truth. We're signals cut out all the time. They're throttling us. They're kicking us off. They're killing our signal they won't send us out we're censored we're governed we're throttled we're all that stuff but together we are greater than they are is that proper grammar sure so i am uploading this later as i know we've already been kicked off and i'm just gonna give you a plea take what you learn and share it make your memes do your clips, share the show, do what you got to do. But we've got to be section one people and we got to get the truth out there. So, JC, it's only Tuesday. Great. Got a whole week left. All right. Wednesday, we're teaching in Ocala, Florida, just an hour and a half from here. So if you are in Florida and you can drive to Ocala, hoping to see you there, Go to chrisannhall.com and find our calendar. Find out exactly where we are. Find the map. Find out everything. Don't forget, you can go to godgunsliberty.com. Get your T-shirt where. Find out uh, who, you know what I love about the T-shirts and the hats, JC. They educate people and they can't turn their eyes away. So they're stuck with it, right? So godgunsliberty.com, libertyfirstuniversity.com will help you. Be section one people. So thank you guys for joining us here again today on this beautiful Tuesday. Uh, we will see you tomorrow.